0: I uh, have battled depression for 30 years, I suppose. Um, Tried to take my own life about four years ago. That day, I decided nothing was worth anything anymore and I didn't want to have any more pain and suffering. And um, um, I was pushed back from the brink by what I feel are my angels, um, told that I had more to give my kids and that they uh, really shouldn't be left with the burden that I leave them. Um, And psilocybin just seemed like a really good thing, so I came here as a massive leap of faith with a lot of support from a couple individuals at home, including my husband, and I found what I needed and learned that it was always all around me. (laughs)
1: Welcome back, I'm Eric, this is the Psilocybin Chronicles, it's good to have you here, got a great guest on the show today, a really special individual, Uh, before we get to her story though, I just want to say, because it's it's on my mind, particularly uh, after this episode, that I know a lot of us are afraid to talk about how we feel, uh, particularly when we feel like giving up. There's a uh, a real stigma around, you know, thinking that it might be time to end your life. But those of us who have been there uh, know that it can seem like the only choice to make. And the only thing that I've found that really truly takes the edge off is talking about it. Uh, don't get me wrong, psilocybin, exercise, eating good, all of those things they They encourage us to want to keep on going, there's no doubt. But what we really need to know is that somebody cares, that someone would actually miss us if we're gone. Over the years, I have struggled with suicidal ideation quite frequently. I can remember as a child, my parents fighting in the car and me feeling like that this was just the path that I was destined to live uh, an unhappy life and I would imagine throwing myself out the car while driving down the road Um, you know moving on through years as girls broke my heart and jobs didn't come through or whatever life circumstances uh, it occasionally seemed like the only thing to do was give up to just that the world would be better off without me and I'd be lying if I said i didn't still have those thoughts from time to time but i know that ultimately they are not true Uh, that we all have incredible value it ultimately requires is us having the courage to ask others to talk to others about this let them show you your value i guarantee it you mean a whole lot to somebody out there probably multiple people. <laughs> uh, and my guest today, you know, I only was in her presence for a week uh, and that was back in December. But I couldn't tell you how many times I've thought about this person, uh, how much it has brightened my life to know that she exists and uh, the work that I do. It's often the people who are the saddest who seem to be the m- most burdened, who uh, actually I uh, come to find are some of the most bright souls uh, and something somewhere along the line dimmed that for a while, uh, but it comes back. It, it almost always comes back and psilocybin is a great tool to help bring back that glow for sure. But you got to do the work afterwards. You got to keep living the life. You got to keep being honest with yourself and the people around you. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to pay off so big, so big. And I know, Jill, that your journey is going to have great rewards awaiting you. Thank you for sharing your story with us here at the Psilocybin Chronicles. And thank you for allowing myself and Michael meditations to be a part of your journey. Listeners, Jill is a 54-year-old married lady with three children who are all now grown adults. She resides in Pennsylvania near Philadelphia, which as you'll hear is also a mushroom mecca. (laughs) For 25 years, she's been practicing small animal veterinarianship. Uh, Her life has been centered around work, kids, and pets for a very long time. For about as long, Jill has struggled with chronic back pain, depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation. She has a deep love for the outdoors and to do anything in nature. Jill also incorporates plant and alternative therapies into her medical practice with pets as much as she can. Jill says she's just a regular gal. Well, Jill, I think you're anything but regular. I think you're pretty amazing. Uh, I will never forget just being beside you in those experiences the <laughs> you don't you don't even know i don't wonder i wonder did I, if you even know now i don't think i ever told you that i spent i don't know an hour or so <laughs> just standing uh, in the sun to block to block you so that you could be in the shade um and just there beside you as you went through your experience and I could still feel the ups and downs, mainly mainly downs that first trip. It was it was it wasn't an easy one. Um, but it was really, really an honor to be there with you. And uh, your experience will always be a part of my life experience as well. So thank you, Jill, for being here. Listeners, won't you help me welcome Jill to the Psilocybin Chronicles? Jill, welcome to the Psilocybin Chronicles.
0: Thank you. Hmm. Happy to be here.
1: Uh, yes, as Well, it's a, this is a first here for me, but this is the earliest recording that <laughs> <laughs> I've done. Uh, but uh, I think that'll that'll help. I like we've had some good morning conversations, and you and I in the group just being around each other in the morning is always nice. You wake up and you see the sun come over the hill uh, and get ready to start these. Weird days in Jamaica, but you're about to head off to a uh, day back home, which is a little bit colder climate, a little bit different. Um, But I think you'll be able to take some of Jamaica and Michael Meditations and this group specifically back with you.
0: Absolutely. Cold Pennsylvania, but it'll be warm because I have everything i got here.
1: So, after having three experiences with psilocybin and giving a little bit of thought, uh, who would you consume magic mushrooms with and
0: why? I have a favorite author, Dr. Uh, Atul Gawande, who is a revolutionary surgeon and um, has done a lot of great things, but the thing that touched me the most was a book he wrote called Being Mortal, about end-of-life choices and how we choose to spend hospice-slash- end-of-life days on mm. this planet mm-hmm. and prepare for what's next.
1: Mm. What were some of the realizations that came to you through that book?
0: Uh, a lot of it is um, how, we, how we treat our elder people, people mm-hmm. that are um, about to pass and uh, ad- acknowledging that we're all passing and that it's there is more, and I know there is now, um, and it really resonates. I'll probably read it for the fourth time. I have three copies at home to my dog rip the cover off, so <laughs> I share it with anyone who will read. Um, wow. And he also recently got tapped to be the medical director for uh, a lot of rich people in the United States um, hmm. who are forming their own medical co-op, um, Jeff Bezos and um, a couple others. So I'm anxiously looking forward to what's going to come of hmm. that.
1: Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Seems like private industry is really what's going to drive progress or I don't, I don't know it's, it's not
0: I would hope something like that might be a little more open to something like psilocybin therapy yeah
1: yeah yeah you would hope so um I know my father so would have benefited yeah, tremendously
0: before he passed he uh-huh. had a lot of misgivings and was not a very uh, spiritual man and just was really petrified hmm. to go and he got sick fast and went fast and oh, it man. would have been a blessing to see him at peace instead of fighting
1: yeah yeah Wow, there's so much suffering out there that could be just alleviated through this these little mushrooms these yeah you know these little mushrooms um, so you know you've you, you 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 say how now, through this week, how experiencing what you've experienced, he would have um had some h- more hope or a brighter outlook. Uh, towards the afterlife Um, and what you came to this was looking at looking for brighter light in the during life
0: yes Uh, very much so just trying to be in the now and forget about what shaped me to what I am today Mm -hmm. but now I know that what shaped me to what I am today is what was meant to be and um i can live with that and find happiness because there's just so much life around us and i can be part of that
1: not even can be you are we are <laughs> right. we are all a part of this mystery that's unfolding moment by moment
0: yep i agree <laughs> yeah it's and beautiful. even
1: even you know when you spoke of uh these elite hiring this great surgeon thinker for them you know there's a the first Notion that like uh, this is this is more of the one percent getting what they need and everybody else, but it's slow, gradual tra- change, right? All and right. they're
0: going to apply it to their entire staff. So we're talking, you know, the staff of Amazon, and mm-hmm. so okay. it's so it significant, be right? Big, yeah, yeah, it's so just more hopeful, you know, than what we've been <coughs> faced with up till now.
1: Seems like that hopefulness is a lot of what's come out of this this week for you yes uh, so well you know I, I, I guess me knowing you personally uh i make the connection quicker um and and maybe maybe i'm jumping to conclusions you know you mentioned your father uh who uh would have benefited from um this experience in his ease through death's door but you you've You've been at death's door as well, um, and and I don't know about your grandfather and your family history so much. You know, maybe maybe depression is something that has been in the family, and maybe that's why he was you know reluctant to pass through because un- of an unlived, unfulfilled life. Somehow, I don't. I, I'm making up a story in my <laughs> head. But what we, what I do know, you know about you is that you you have um, been at that brink. And have come back from it. Yeah. And that just as you said, the every moment, everything making you who you are right now to be in this moment is such an important part of who you are in this moment and that light that you've seen all around you in right. all life, the life that you are. So I, I would I would love if you would just, um, just kind of talk, with us about um where psilocybin came into your life um and sure. yeah yeah please
0: um i uh have battled depression for oh probably 30, 30 years i suppose um i've been very very down um in some deep dark places um lost a business partnership because of a narcissist um kind of blame that on myself and still i think did Probably up until this week um I realize now that a lot of those decisions I made um were based in depression, anxiety, the fear, lots of fear um I'm a veterinarian, and uh I wanted to make a good living and make a good life for my family, so I thought owning a business would be the way to do that, and it just was a bad bad decision for me uh bad people to be around, a lot of negativity um Tried to take my own life about four years ago, just in the depths of depression and overly medicated with multiple pharmacy items, um, prescribed all by a physician. Um, just not not a good mix for me. And uh, that day I decided nothing was worth anything anymore and I didn't want to have any more pain and suffering. And um, I guess that leap isn't huge for a veterinarian. We see... We see the end of pain and suffering voluntarily almost every day of every mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. and it's not it's peaceful it's beautiful and it l- it releases the animals um and now that I know that it's beautiful, I would think maybe I'd be more inclined to do it again, but not really yeah. i i uh I want to be here in so many different ways for so many different reasons um I was pushed back from the brink by what I feel are my angels, um, told that I had more to give my kids and that they uh, really shouldn't be left with the burden that I leave them. So I um, sought out alternative therapies and decided ketamine in the U.S. would be a struggle because I would need to find a doctor who would be willing to do that for me, um, and psilocybin just seemed like a really good thing. And when I found Eric's website, it really called out to me and spoke to me, and I felt Immense love already and caring, and all the good reasons for, for doing what I did this week. So I came here as a massive leap of faith with a lot of support from a couple individuals at home, including my husband. And I found what I needed and learned that it was always all around me.
1: <laughs> and I, yeah, I just want to say that, you know, had. Had you had that followed through and you relieved it or or become this burden on your children that it that it would have been left this burden on your children than it would have been and juxtapose that with the light that you being here and having seen in yourself that you can be to them now.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to carry it back. Now the holidays are coming, so yeah, I feel very joyful
1: it's just it's that shift in perspective. Right. And we have to go through all these <laughs> <laughs> dips and yeah. hills and valleys and talk a little bit about your actual experience though and I know that there's no way
0: the words there's no <laughs>
1: way that you're going to be able to translate yeah that um
0: so um uh, one of my biggest Takeaways from the first experience is that man, you, you, you don't want to have one trip and, uh, you know, <laughs> leave your caregiving group in, in a day or three days. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. not appropriate and probably would have done more, more harm than good. Mm-hmm, yes. Um, uh, my overall experience was just so eye opening and amazing. And, um, to be part of what is this great universe, planet, whatever humans are, are. Um, in one way, a small part of it because there's just so much, but we are it and it is us. Mm. And that's what I got through my, my third mushroom trip. Um, with micro meditations, um, was just so amazing. I, I had let go ego on the second one and, um, say goodbye to my, my younger me, um, with all the bumps and bruises and nicks and wounds and, um, realised that. That once ego is gone uh, you really can can become part of it all um, and it's in you and you're in it and had this massive download of what I consider to be knowledge um, in my logical thinking mind Um, still trying to get it all back and hopefully it'll come sooner than later Um, it's gonna be a process and I'm gonna keep working on it the second trip was most amazing for me because I'm so connected to nature and I was able to to see things vibrating and breathing around me like blades of grass and it just uh, it's a whole another dimension and it's really is difficult to describe but um I- it's real and it is what we are in we just don't see it every mm-hmm, day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I believe that choosing to experience things the way I experienced them on my trip is something I can tap back into whenever I need to, every day, every minute if I have to. Um, I can't imagine feeling as down and not being, to pull my being able to pull myself out now that I have this experience and the tools to to feel better.
1: So let's talk about some of the tools that um, you can can't have been and can continue and more tools, ways that you can integrate and put this experience into practice right. in your life?
0: Well, this amazing group of uh, 11 individuals and all of our caregivers um, is just a bond that, that I've never felt anywhere else, and we're all committed to staying in touch, at least through social media, if not meet-up groups. Um, I'm going to look for groups around me um, and see what I can do about um, cultivating some of my own mushrooms Mm. for my own use, um, with help. And, uh, I, I have, I do not endorse. (laughs) I have medicated, Mm. uh, I'm sorry. I've meditated on my own many, many times, but the meditations I've had here at Michael meditations have been unlike any other. Um, I was able to tap into my Mm. deeper feelings, emotions, fears, anxieties, and really now I know what meditation is. So I'm going to take that home as a tool as well.
1: Very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, the breath work as well. You know, yes. We haven't engaged a lot. That's something that I don't, because there are so many types of breath work, and y- as you may have noticed, I'm, I try not to push my style on mm-hmm. anybody. Uh, right. So I, I struggle with even really present, actively presenting that. Um, but that is, that's been such a valuable tool, especially w- even this morning as we're talking of the lucid dream states and getting into dream. Right going in, laying in bed, and doing various breathing patterns. For me, I just call it, it's called sip breathing is what it is. Just suck, 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 and then take more. Anyway, there's a whole process. Um, and it will transport me into that. What uh, You probably know more about this than me, being in the science, <laughs> intelligent, wonderful mind that you are. Um, but the, the brainwave states, I've recently started, I got to look into the brainwave states because that's obviously what we're doing with meditation, psychedelics, sleep states. We're changing the frequency of our brainwaves is a big part of that. I, I can't believe, and I'm going to publicly admit that I don't know the, uh, if there even is, or do we even know, does the science even know? Maybe I'm not that foolish for not knowing. <laughs> do we know? Probably not. The, the wave states that we pass through with psychedelics. Yeah. And achieving those wave states. And once we recognize that frequency, then we can go to it. We can tune into that frequency quicker. Um, what about, uh, I'm, I'm interested. So it's going to be cold when you go back, right? But yes. you're a gardener. Yes. And, and you're barefoot. <laughs> you're often <laughs> barefoot, uh, like myself. Uh, so that will probably nature. I, I'm just, like, your connection with nature when you go back is what I'm getting at. Right, you know. Right. And, like, I'll be really interested to see how you feel. Even going back in the snow and the different scene, the yeah, very different I, scene. I,
0: I think I'm, I'll appreciate the weather change, uh, whether it's fall or winter or not. Um, I would like winter to be very short. Uh, I enjoy <laughs> the first fall, first snowfall. Um, but I... I I'm gonna try to be joyful in it. I, I want to slide down my hill again and mm. play with the dog and throw snowballs and ah. do all that. I'll do that again. Yes. It's been years, but I'll do it again.
1: Yes, yes. I
0: hadn't thought about it till now, but
1: ah, see, this is why the conversation that yeah. I- is so important to the integration. Yeah. And what more we pick out and just like yeah, because
0: wintertime can be really awful oh for a lot of people. The short <laughs> days and. You, know, you hardly see the sunlight. Yes,
1: it's it's a hundred percent. So, wow, seasonal depression. So something time. to look forward to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, again, not that I advocate for it. Um, right. But you know, you can grow mushrooms in a terrarium and have a little bit of summer all the all the time. That is true.
0: <laughs> Boiling hot. <laughs> You it's know. a warm experience to yeah. say the least. Well, here, well,
1: you know, but you know, psilocybin mushrooms enjoy temperatures of mm, from 70 to 85 is a pretty comfortable range. So uh, you that know, makes sense. You can you can bring a little warmth indoors. Indeed. Uh, for your, wind, <laughs> for your <wind>. yep. <laughs> I know there was a time when I grew cannabis uh, inside a very very short time. I'm never good with. I've never been good at growing it. I've mm-hmm. always been paranoid about. It around my mushrooms. This was when I was growing illegally. Um And I noticed that the, the lights, I would go sit under the cannabis lights in the winter and feel like, oh, this feels so
0: good. Right.
1: Ah, so good. They oh, is, that, is that something? Have you ever thought about uh before even using light therapy? Yeah,
0: I, I, I have a cheap, crappy one that probably doesn't do me any good. Uh. I probably need to get a nice, a nice one. But mm-hmm. a lot of people in the Northeast have them. I would imagine. Happy lights, they call them. Huh. Yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah, the, the thing is, there's so many ways to to take the lessons that you learn from these experiences and embody them in your life. And it's up to each individual, ultimately, to find those ways to right. embed it. You know, I like
0: I'm thinking they're going to be become a lot more obvious now, too. Little yes, things will yeah. pop up. They're like, oh, and, yeah, and my and mushroom experience. It, it'll
1: unfold over time, too. You know, there'll be some stuff when you go back and you're like, oh, I can apply that to here. Right. Right. And then if you stay mindful right it will continue to unfold and you'll see more and more and really like I, it it i'm i'm not trying to sell this or set this up as we think about how this therapy becomes uh more acceptable and widespread and that's the next kind of topic we'll move to but uh, th- uh thinking i've thought about this the transition from a nature away thing because i do believe in this three experience model right a week fully away from all life worries and all that stuff you know so you transition back into the busy uh, city now you live in a, a pretty rural area yes right mm-hmm. um but even even still um the Airport, I have found to be a wonderful opportunity, especially this kind of low-key airport in Montego Bay, right. to like be able to see larger swaths of humanity and and observe individual beauty. Right. Right. Because it's easy when we see a bunch of people. It's like, oh, trash, egos, yeah, you know, yeah. all <laughs> that goes along. It's oppressive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there, there is even a way to see the beauty of a blade of grass in a mass of mobbing madmen. Somehow, okay, you know, I know it's it's <laughs> and that's 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 maybe l- you know level seven. I don't yes. know, um, but you know, just thinking about as people go back into particularly busy cities from these. situations it can be overwhelming yep you know
0: there are quite a few people here that have come from busy cities yeah 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 so london new york yeah
1: yeah yeah so let's let's talk about that then the the future of this therapy would you say this is a therapy yes i've I've, I've been i've been criticized before for saying that we offer psilocybin therapy no it's Um,
0: it's better than any therapy I've ever had. So maybe a class above that, but certainly therapy at, Therapeutic, at least. Therapeutic to say yeah. the least, uh-huh. you know.
1: That's so, um, and, and I just think it's like we keep pushing for this because right now, Schedule 1 is not a medicine. Right. How are you telling me this has no medicinal value? This just saved my life.
0: Exactly. I agree. I agree. But it's the fear paradigm, unfortunately, that mm. it all comes from. Mm. Um, I, I, Maybe the reason I'm so hopeful about Dr. Gawande's efforts is that there may be hope that if people can think outside it's not even that far outside the box to imagine something like this helping helping all of humankind i mean we talked about what if our leaders were actually had an experience Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. um the people in power the people making decisions the people that can't seem to agree on whether to open the door or close it it's just very very frustrating and i don't I don't know where to go with that. It, it can feel very hopeless.
1: <laughs> I open the door, and close it. It's such a great image, <laughs> like standing on two sides of this swinging door. Well, wow. yeah. Well, you know, I do. I know. I know that there are actually politicians that are really trying to change things and really have uh, a positive future outlook and mm-hmm. want to see humanity um, work together uh, and hopefully those. And more will consume these
0: yeah I can not I c I can't I can't imagine anyone thinking the same going in as they do going out, having had the experience that I've had this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, the some of the narcissism that's a that's a dangerous one and that has yeah. a tendency to run through politics, you know. So whenever people say the politicians should eat psychedelics, I some I'm a little hesitant. And uh, so that's why I'm like convincing myself through that statement I just <laughs> made about there's good politicians that can yeah you know, handle handle it and will benefit and the world won't be like right. they won't be like I am God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll vote go for the candidate who has
0: the platform. I've taken mushrooms. Uh, yeah. oh, enough said. <laughs>
1: well, I wonder what we'll see <laughs> with cannabis around that. You know, and mm-hmm. that's kind of cannabis uh, medicinally, therapeutically has been. Something of a bellwether for psilocybin, we'll see. I mean, right. psilocybin is a long, long way from being in head shops or, you know, these uh, dispensaries, as they're now called. Right. Uh, and I think that's a good thing. It, it doesn't need to be available on every street corner, and probably neither does alcohol, thank you. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, what's your vision? What's your vision as a medical professional? Uh,
0: I see. I see emotional release for people that need something – like I feel I needed inst- instant something like not give me a magic pill but just please show me that there's hope in something besides rifling through this this list of drugs that may or may not make me feel better or make me feel numb or I just I for me anyway I know that drugs have done a lot for a lot of people but I think there's there's a lot of people who would benefit more from something like psilocybin mushrooms than than all the pharmaceuticals that are out there and um So for the hurting public, um, the, the mentally anguished people, um, which there are legions of, Mm -hmm. I think that, Mm -hmm. I think that that would be amazing. I think for the geriatric population, anyone who fears death, even if it's a child, children don't necessarily fear death, but can you imagine fearing death as a child and not being able to do anything about Mm -hmm. the fact that you're dying, Mm -hmm. you know, um, to see that, Mm. that, that this isn't all there is and that and that everything around us is is part of beauty and part of the way it's meant to be. Um, I just... I I think it would be, I don't know, world-changing.
1: Absolutely. I, I envision nursing homes that are psychedelic, you know, yeah. geriatric homes where natural environments where people can absolutely choose at their own will when they want to explore or go into this space. And it's not just, you know, because even... Uh, r- There's such a tendency towards this kind of, not necessarily pharmaceutical approach, but the physician applies the medicine approach. And I believe with this medicine that the patient knows when the patient is ready for the medicine. Right. Um,
0: yeah, I agree. What
1: kind of facility? What, w- what would we see? What would we like to bet the ideal type facility in your home state? Let's imagine that Pennsylvania, ding, ding, mm. ding, which is a mushroom state. Lots of mushrooms in Pennsylvania. Yes, there are. Been there, went to some mushroom farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, big respect to those guys that have, in some way, they have normalized fungi as well. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but, yeah, in Pens- let's imagine what that would look like in your state. What would you envision?
0: I think, I think you integrated into, I've been in a lot of, um retirement facilities and i think i th- i think that i think it's hard to imagine in the us the elderly population being cared for by their families I, it mm-hmm. it's um the 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 paradigm hasn't shifted that way it's been more um and and maybe it's a good thing maybe it's a bad thing but um all the physical faci- facilities i've been in i c- i could easily see i mean they they've all got gathering rooms mm-hmm. they they've got private rooms Um, with facilitators and the proper education, I think that that it could be offered to pretty much anyone in any facility. A little
1: bit of green space outdoors, most of them. Yeah, that's – absolutely, absolutely. can't believe that I haven't – I mean, I know I've said, like, in Jamaica, we're going to build a nursing home, psychedelic nursing home. Oh,
0: that would be fabulous.
1: Yeah. I mean, down here, they don't have the same – end of life care like it's it is families that take care of each other so you'd actually have to design and build something or else it'd be a hotel that you found and remodeled or something like that um and here I'm probably giving away all of my
0: (laughs) your (laughs) secrets (laughs) secrets to the world
1: um but I have a feeling I have a feeling I'll keep I'll be I'll be involved in a lot of what's going on hopefully um and uh now I think now as you're talking I'm like shit well now well now I just need to go consult in the U.S. <laughs> in ten years, when they start, let's go do this, you all. Let's do this. Let's let let's let's have Jill's idea here for Pennsylvania actually <laughs> become the model for the United States. Even like, what if? Let's just imagine what if this is where I will because I I've paid my illegal dues. No more illegal <laughs> dues for me, right? No more illegal dues in the psychedelic movement for Eric right. Osborne. But let's say there are some people that are open to pushing that envelope, right? And we. They not we <laughs> they uh, yeah, speaking of the royal we <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh somehow started administering psilocybin in nursing homes you know in in these geriatric homes in the u s right now, and collecting data and showing the benefit, improvement in quality of life, and then presenting the research that was done, whatever gorilla research, yeah, you know uh. I don't, you would know more than I, if that would, I know it would have no validity with the FDA, but it, but it, would it be something that would actually move the needle forward in rescheduling these substances?
0: Oh, I absolutely think so. I would think so. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, you got, honestly, you got the right generation It's the boomers. They're aging Mm -hmm. out. They all Mm -hmm. tried stuff. Yeah. When it was.
1: Wow. Wow. And there's
0: a lot of them. Let's, <laughs> not,
1: let's not let's not be surprised <laughs> if the right person hears this podcast and this actually goes somewhere Jill and that you would be nice you would be the <laughs> genesis you have a lot to bring to this world you brought Thank a lot you. to this experience um it's been really wonderful watching you find see yourself and see everything see yourself and everything and everything in yourself yes you know, and and you know i sat over here on the other side you were when you were right outside the door here and i was over there for probably, Forty five minutes or so, just kind of sitting there, and I don't know that third trip. You like, you didn't, you didn't really move. You just just (laughs) tanked in, and uh, it's just, it's just, you know, you're you're coming out of that was a little. It was it was difficult. Yes, it was different, and and I'd actually like because I think that's important that we highlight these uh, occurrences. Uh, and and illustrate that they are part of the experience just to be just to be gotten through. I right. think that your s- experience there might be able to help other people work through something like that easier. So, can you kind of talk a little bit more about that third experience
0: yeah. uh, and
1: how it felt? Because when you said what you got out of it, right? That's not what you. <laughs> experienced. The experience itself. <laughs> no. It was, uh,
0: complete paralysis. Um, could not lift my arms, no strength to lift my head. I uh, felt like I was in a boiler melting into the earth or into some primordial ooze, um, and I, that's where I needed to be apparently for the aliens or whatever it was to download all this stuff into my my egoless brain, because um, it wasn't my brain. It was just the knowledge mm. was there, um, and it was it was being force fed into my space um and uh it lasted a very 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 long time um couldn't eat that night uh nausea unfortunately um nausea tends to set in for me anytime i uh, have physical pain that sends me into a shock um it set in for me during my suicide experience um just this overwhelming pain in my gut um and that that is part of it for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. i've been reminded of that as part mm-hmm. of the <laughs> Part of the experience,
1: so. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that think with your gut thing. We really need to think mm-hmm. about that more. Uh, yeah, feel that some more. Our our it, it, this intelligence, right? It knows. Yeah. it's So it's so weird, and that's becoming so apparent to me. And watching the kind of the progress of people's experience and how much people talk about this stomach, and then the the purging that comes, mm-hmm. and this this neural center of right. our I don't want to say our GI it's not right. it's around our stomach I it goes back say. to
0: our origins more than our brains do our brains have evolved so rapidly oh. in such a short space of time oh but I think wow. the gut has just oh my gosh. been there
1: you just gave me such a visual on the evolution of the neurological system <laughs> I don't like this flowering <laughs> clumping
0: and what time is it?
1: I don't know. We're good. It's
0: we're not good. even 8 o'clock in the morning. yet. Yeah, no, we're
1: <laughs> off to a great start. We're off to a great start. we have some great conversations. Uh, it's been a great conversation and a really a great week yes. with you, Jill. Thank um, you, Eric. Thank you. So take us out. Let's, let's see your bumper sticker as you drive away <laughs> from the Psilocybin Chronicles. <laughs>
0: uh, it, it's not very profound. Uh, I think um, the mushroom is you and you are it. How's that? Mm, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I Don't put that on the bumper <laughs> I feel that
1: for d- very deeply, yes. <laughs> very deeply. If I would, if I would have seen that driving down the road, maybe six or seven years ago in the United States, <laughs> or even twenty years ago, I would have, I would have got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Jill.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Beautiful thing you're doing.
1: Thanks. It's in you, and you're in it. Now that is unity. Realizing that we're part of everything, well, that's just half the equation. Gotta take it full circle and realize that everything is also a part of you. And that's not small talk. That's that's not lip service. That's real. Uh, you know, Jill talks about these downloads, and often people refer to the information that comes in during their psilocybin experience as a download uh, it's like so much that you can't even you just can't fathom it all you can't parse it out slowly as time goes on things start to clarify and bubble to the surface but a lot of it just remains in the unconscious mind that we may not ever fully grasp or if we continue working with the medicines and with the meditations that we can reaccess those those places. I certainly have been able to find in my Qigong uh, breathwork practice glimpses of that. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. I've been been a little bit off track here. I need to get back on my meditation. If you've fallen off the wagon, well, let's get back on it together, folks. Shall we? Uh, but yeah, I had several instances there a couple of weeks back. Man, I was getting deep. Way opening my eyes up and realizing that I was the white egret in my lawn and the white egret was me and the grass was the egret and it just all is the same, one amorphous, (laughs) beautiful, pulsating organism experiencing itself. Wow. And that there, a glimpse into that, could definitely... Renew your zest for life. We lose the mystery, just the humdrum every day. You get in your car, you go do the thing. You put on your mask as you're quarantined. It's all just as routine and mundane. But there are ways to access the ineffable, and it's not just with psilocybin. Again, let me say, psilocybin is a great way, uh, but the meditations, the lifestyle practices. The love, opening your heart up and just loving the people that you don't even know. The people that maybe seem to have it out for you. Whatever. They are you. <laughs> there is no enemy because the enemy is you.
0: <laughs>
1: good friend. love me help help me remember that recently. I do hope you have enjoyed this episode. Thank you as always for tuning in. Be sure and check out the Michael Meditations YouTube channel. Got a lot of good stuff going on over there as well. Until next time.